This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, was anybody driving or taking transit near King and Bathurst in the heart of downtown yesterday? It's one of the main intersections in downtown Toronto. King and Bathurst was backed up for miles or kilometers after one of the new streetcars derailed at Bathurst. It took more than nine hours, nine hours, people, for crews to finally clear the mess. And remember yesterday we had pouring rain. We had a deluge. Not the perfect time to be waiting nine hours for a bus. Uh, And yes, those are the same new streetcars that are not being delivered on time by Bombardier. And yes, they're the same streetcars that are requiring the rebuilding of the St. Clair right-of-way. And yes, that was the one that was finally finished not that long ago, long beyond the original deadline and at great expense. And uh, the same right-of-way, by the way, that caused so many businesses to go under during the extended construction. So is all of this grief, you know, just... A learning curve? Is it the result of bad planning? Or are streetcars more trouble than they are worth? We want to hear from you. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm here right now with communications specialist, senior TTC communications specialist, Stuart Green. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So, what happened yesterday? Well, as you referenced, there was uh, there was a heavy rain overnight Monday, early Tuesday morning. We had some debris that washed into the tracks uh, around King and Bathurst. So what had happened was a uh, an older car had become disabled, and you know sometimes the older cars become disabled because they are quite old. But <laughs> I've seen uh, that a yeah, lot. Yeah. So, um, but we're usually, we're usually pretty good about getting them out of the way quickly. And one of the ways that we do that is uh, if there's a car in front, we'll couple them up and we'll pull it out of the way. If there's a car behind, we'll push it out of the way and we'll we'll join them up. So what happened? yesterday was there one of the newer cars was behind this older car that had become disabled and so we coupled it up and we started to push it uh, unfortunately there was debris in the track and uh, it was on a turn and um, the, the you know the force of the push from the uh, the car uh, in front uh, just led to this imperfect storm of things happening at that particular intersection so uh, it was uh, you know it was uh, it was unfortunate and and you know we certainly sympathize with people who were caught in it yesterday it was you know it wasn't how we wanted to start our day either. Why, why would you use a new car to push an old car? Be- because it was the next one in the queue. So you can imagine streetcars don't have the flexibility to change lanes and do those things that cars and buses and everything else does. You know, you have to take the next train. So the next car back was one of the newer cars. It was just coincidental. It, it, it had The derailment had nothing to do with the fact it was a new car and everything to do with uh, this combination of the push and the, the debris in the track. Uh-huh. And nobody, nobody thought to look for debris in the track 
before, after, after a rainfall like we had? We, we do that. I mean, as you can appreciate, there's a lot of track out there. And, and so we do have crews that, you know, are charged with sort of going around and cleaning up the track and making sure there's debris. And, and whether or not there's a rainstorm or not, we do that uh, routinely. Um, at this particular point in time, there, you know, there, there was just debris there. There was just debris there, and and why did it take nine hours? So that was uh, that was a co- there was a combination of things, unfortunately, that, that contributed to that. Um, the, uh, the the fact that the, the car had begun a turn meant that its wheels were on an angle, and unfortunately, you know, if if a derailment happens, and derailments do happen sometimes, um, they're usually just able to sort of lift the car and put it back straight down onto the track. So it's a matter of you know these are matters of inches. Uh, so Unfortunately, because this one was on a bit of a turn, it wasn't just a simple matter of lifting and pushing it back on the track. We had to sort of get it to a point where we could get the wheels down safely on the track. Uh, so we tried a couple of things, including pulling pulling from behind to sort of pull it back to try and get it straight. That took uh, a couple of hours. It didn't work. So there was a lot of learning yesterday. This was uh, this was an unusual experience, an extraordinary experience. We hope that doesn't happen again. But if it does, we'll be ready for it. And, and we we learned a lot yesterday in terms of the you know how we have to engineer, reverse engineer to get uh, the cars back on the track. The other complicating thing with the new cars is that because they're articulated, they're sort of joined in a number of sections, you have to secure the, the sections and make sure that they are not wobbling. So, you know, as you move the front part, the back end isn't swinging around. So you can imagine, you know, as you're, if you're trying to back up a tractor trailer or something, you sort of go, you know, backwards so that the bendy part goes the other way. Anyway, that's, it's, it's very technical stuff. I'm not an engineer, but the way it was explained to me, it was just, it was, it was, an, that was another complicating factor in terms of getting it back. If it had been a single car, the old style street car, we could have just lifted it and popped it back down probably less than nine hours. <laughs> okay, let's let's hear from Siva in Toronto. Hi, Siva, we're listening. Hi, Libby. I was so upset when I heard what they were doing. How can you take that new car to push the old car that is like a cast iron pan? You know, it, it, it would be impossible those cars are so flimsy. When you get on the car and see them, they wouldn't have had the strength to push the old car. You you saying the new cars are flimsy? Yes, they are very lightly made. They're like a a, 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 a fry pan that is very thin to a cast iron pan. And I think they just made a bad judgment in using the new car to push the old car. I mean, it's like getting hit with the old cars to the new car. You'll be dead with the old faster than the new, you know? You know, to me, it didn't make sense to do that, and I think it was very bad judgment. The new cars are too light to have pushed that old car. The old car can push the new car, but not the other way around. So uh, I, I don't have the exact statistics on the weight of the cars, but I can tell you that the newer cars are they're short they're 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 longer than the old cars, um, so they they probably weigh as much if not more than the older cars. But you know just just so everyone knows, I mean we do test these things, right? The the new cars have been tested pushing and pulling old cars. Old cars have been tested pushing and pulling new cars. So before any of these cars went out into public service, all of that testing was done. So it was determined. Uh, quite some months, maybe a year ago, that these cars were able to push and pull each other. So that really wasn't an issue for us yesterday. It was this debris in the turn that, that sort of... Was the new know. car dented in any 
form? No. So we're so the the new car we were able to get that back on the track and clear it uh, as we normally would. Um, we we you know we will have a look at it to make sure there was no other uh, or there was no damage to it. Um, so you know well, that I kind heard of it was dented because I said it would be impossible to have that new car push the old car. Yeah, it, the new old car is so strong. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, the, you know, the new car, or the older car went into neutral, so it was sort of free to move. Uh, the, the, the newer car behind it, it, there's a coupling mechanism. It doesn't just bump up against it like you would, you know, you would bump fists or something. There's actually a mechanism that allows the cars to, to, to connect safely. So it's not just a matter of sort of pushing it um, bumper to bumper. Okay, C5, so I gather you're not impressed with the new cars. Do you like riding on them when they're operating correctly? I, 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 I do take it occasionally, but I still love the old one. I know it's not possible now to keep it because it's expensive to maintain, but the old car is better. When I look at Europe and I see the beautiful streetcars they have there, when I saw this one from Mexico, I thought, oh, my God, they're going to be repairing those down the road for so long it's going to cost us a lot of money so the new ones are actually built in thunder bay and um they are uh they're very much like built very slowly i uh, might add in thunder bay (laughs) well okay Uh, (laughs) but but i mean they um they are uh they're actually uh if not the same very similar to models you would see in europe they've got the low floor they're air conditioned uh they're a very smooth ride so um you know once we get them all in service i think you'll you'll notice a huge difference and and you're you're quite right though the old ones are expensive to maintain because they are older and, you know, the parts are just not as easily available. Okay, Siva, thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. All right. I have a question. Sure. This this really gets my goat because okay. I live near St. Clair Avenue. Okay. I went through the building of that right-of-way at huge expense, and I don't know, what was it, seven years beyond the deadline? It was something, in my opinion, crazy that involved really poor planning, and suddenly... We are ripping up that right-of-way and rebuilding it because it doesn't fit with the new streetcars. Well, did no one think of this? Well, I uh, not to play the "I'm new here" card, but uh, <laughs> you've got me. You've got me less than three weeks on the job. But um, you know, I do know that there has to be some uh, some work on, on St. Clair to, uh, to 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 match up with the low floor, and it's about accessibility. You know, there's there's some street work that needs to be done to get the the, the tactile markers. People have probably started. Seeing I know, it. but when when these things were ordered, when yeah. when you when you have a contract for a very large contract, you know. You would have a clause in there that says that these streetcars have to fit our infrastructure. Well, the, the, the streetcars are, are manufactured low floor standard uh, in order to be accessible. So if anything, we would have made the curb accessible or, or line up with the, with the streetcar. But again, I, I don't have that information at hand, unfortunately. Okay, so, something to look up. We're going to take a quick break now before we go to break the numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Uh, we're talking about the boondoggle at King & Bathurst yesterday with the streetcar. It took nine hours to clear. Were you there? What do you think of it? What do you think about our new streetcars or our old streetcars and, and all of the work that that's uh, being delayed and being done, uh, give us a call. And I am here with uh, TTC Senior Communications Specialist, Stuart Green, and we will be back after the break. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. 
We are talking about what happened at King and Bathurst yesterday. Nine hours delay. Nine hours because a streetcar got stuck and then it was an old streetcar that got stuck. A new streetcar started pushing it. Uh, debris, corners. Anyway, nine hours in horrible weather to fix it. I'm here with the brand new TTC Senior <laughs> Communications Specialist, Stuart Green. And Stuart is telling us that, uh, don't worry, this is just a learning curve. I've wanted to know from Stuart, uh, and he's going to find out for us this business of uh, the whole St. Clair right-of-way is being redone for these new cars. So didn't anybody think of that? beforehand, uh, because we just spent a heck of a lot of money and a heck of a lot of time on that right of way. Uh, And, you know, so the question is, at the end, uh, you know, are streetcars worth the trouble? Our former mayor, Rob Ford, the late Rob Ford, he was a streetcar hater. So what is it with the streetcars? Why are we still with streetcars? We, um, it's, it, there are a number of factors. I mean, one is capacity. You know, a, uh, a, a, the, the older style streetcar, the single style streetcar that you see now holds about 75 people with standing and seated. The bus, a bus standing and seated holds 50. Uh, the new streetcar, the articulated streetcars that we have, so the sort of double length older style cars hold about 100 and change uh, versus the 50 on a bus. So that's double the bus. And the new streetcars that are coming in hold about 130 at capacity. So you can imagine if we had to replace every streetcar, uh, old or new, uh, at minimum, it's a bus and a half to get to get up to the capacity of one streetcar. Uh, at maximum, it's, uh, you know, almost three buses. So, you know, that's additional vehicles on the road. That's congestion in, on the streets of Toronto. And I think we all agree that we want to reduce congestion on the streets of Toronto. Uh, that's additional, um, you know, uh, CO2 emissions in the mm. air. We all want to reduce emissions. We all, you know, we all know about smog days and we want to keep that down. The streetcars run on electricity. They don't have any emissions. So those, you know, those are reasons why we, we keep the streetcars and why we maintain them. They're, they're, they're an important part of the system. Um, sure, buses can move in and out of traffic, but they just, they don't hold as many people and there is an emission issue. So uh, it's it's the kind of thing that, that you know, the, the TTC is committed to making work. Okay. Let's go to the phones. We've got Marek in Toronto. Hello, Marek. Oh, yes. Good day. Libby Marek is, yes. Yes. I have a comment. Um, the, I am in Canada since 1981. So he, I came from Poland. So I wish that the TTC and our politicians, city politicians, would go to Warsaw. And we can see that you can travel very fast by, by the streetcar, but not in Toronto. So, so this is a, a, I'm riding my bicycle now. I'm going faster than any car or any streetcar in downtown Toronto. Good for so you. Well, it's good for my health. <laughs> yeah, and to, well, just be careful because uh, bicycle and streetcar tracks, that can be a problem too. But good for you for cycling. Well, you know, but I'm in business, so this is like a, it's a, the city of Toronto is terrible for business. I, I mean publishing, you know, so this is to do the, any delivery of the newspaper. It should be done overnight. And um, otherwise, during the day, it's impossible to do any business. So I feel very sorry for the business, small business who are being hurt. And even um, I'm just puzzled how come... 
the TTC, the, uh, the blue street is being now devoted for the, um, the bicyclists, it should be on the side. But uh, coming back to the TTC, I'm glad that I'm on the line. Um, yeah, I am going quite often on Lakeshore, and I can see that sometimes you can six street cars in half an hour, later nothing. So this is, I don't know who is doing the timing, scheduling, but this is terrible. And another thing is uh, it should be one way for the streetcar on King Street going uh, to, the, to the city. And coming out once is just one streetcar line uh, uh, to, uh, towards west. Okay, Stuart, would you like to respond? First of well, all, why, why, why are we not as efficient as streetcars in Europe? So, uh, yeah, those are, those are good points. And, and in fact, I mean, if you look at what's happening on Spadina with the dedicated right-of-way um, and what will be happening on Eglinton with the light rail across town, um, th- those are sort of more in keeping with the European model where, you know, you, you, put, um, you put rail vehicles in their own right-of-way and they're able to travel very quickly, uh, you know, with, with very few interruptions. They, they're not mixed into traffic, into, into vehicular traffic. So we're definitely, you know, where possible looking at that model. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I think that there will be great success with those lines for sure. Uh, Mark, is that, a, is that a, a satisfactory answer for you? You know, it, it, sort of, but you see, it, Toronto is a big city, 60 kilometers long. It's, and it, in Europe, you have smaller, uh, shorter distances, but there is urban planning. And now, I don't know what is happening with the building the condominiums on the lakeshore. This is the building of mountain. Building, a building every condominiums everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Yes, but you see, this is like, but there is no infrastructure. So if you go down in the morning, the people are stuck in the cars on the lakeshore, on Gardiner, on every possible way. In, in, our, in our neighborhood right here, that is the worst example of that here in Liberty Village. There's only one road going in and out. People are stuck on it. There is one bus that stops somewhere. We don't have transit. We don't have parks. We, we have lots of condos. Uh, so I don't know. It's a recipe for disaster. Because this is your show is very good. And I'm your uh, admirer, too. Thank you. From the fashion days. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for your call, Mark. And uh, we're going to give Stuart uh, an opportunity to respond. Have a nice day. Uh, good, wish, good wishes to the TTC. I'm a good, but we had, we had to be smart planning. Okay. Thank Th- you very thank much. You. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not authorized or qualified to talk about city planning issues, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I, I you know, his, the points are valid, um, you know, that we want to have a transit system that's integrated into, you know, not only a network of transit, but that's integrated into the urban planning infrastructure. And, uh, you know, Toronto is a, Toronto is not an old city. You know, if you think about Toronto versus European cities, we don't have the history of hundreds and hundreds of years that a lot of European cities do where they've done things like curb tr- traffic or, you know, they've... Per- per- so we could start fresh. It, you know, it, well, I, I, I don't know that we can start fresh. I mean, we're sort of down a road now, but, but I mean, certainly, you know, from from the TTC's perspective, I mean, it's important to have people, you know, on transit and riding transit. We we believe very strongly in it, obviously, and, and we believe that there's, you know, there's there's a there's a good use for transit, and and that you know, in Toronto, we can we can get that back on track. So. Uh- 
yeah, but it's uh, you know uh, it's it's a huge problem now. Well, again, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to talk about uh, urban planning issues broadly. I mean, that, those are more policy issues for uh, for um, for others. But um, but I mean, you know, our our focus is on is on having a transit system that you know gets people to and from where they need to be as efficiently and as comfortably as we can. And uh, you know, we're we're committed to doing that, and uh, and we will continue to. And. Uh in terms of those streetcars, uh, do we have an update on the delivery of the streetcars or anything like that? I'm I'm sorry, I don't. I can get that for you. Uh huh. And uh, so, back to what happened yesterday. Mm. It took nine hours. Uh, has the lesson been learned, or it, does it still require more learning? Well, I mean, in the sense that if, you know, we have a situation where an old car is pushing a new car or a new car is pushing an old car on a turn on debris, uh, I think we'll know how to handle that. <laughs> These are, and I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it, but uh, because, I mean, I know there was, there was a great inconvenience yesterday, but, um, but quite seriously, I mean, you know, every, every time, you know, we can learn from an experience, we will. And we definitely learned some lessons yesterday about, you know, something uh, that was very specific that happened that, uh, that we now know, you know, how to deal with better and, and we'll deal with it better. Okay. Uh, let's talk to Paul in Guelph. Hello, Paul. Yes, hi. Um, you know, I think we all forget, you know, that, I mean, obviously this, this was an accident that happened and, you know, accidents happen. And as, as your, um, as your guest says, it's a learning curve, but you know, we all forget, you know, here we are, we live, we live on a, we, we have a big city, um, uh, with a, with a huge lake. Okay. At the end of it. And everything comes in from the East, West and the North. Okay. And, you know, we have a busy city, we have uh, the 400, the 401, and we have the mindset that, you know, most Canadians, we like to get in our cars, and here we go, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a habit, very hard to, um, to, uh, to lose, and, you know, I live in the Guelph area, and I look at the GO train that comes from Kitchener, through Guelph, through Rockwood, through Acton, into Georgetown, and I look at it, and I, I see the back carriage has got maybe 30 people in it. The rest of it, with nine, the other nine carriages, are empty. Because I go for a walk and I look into these go trains. People aren't using them. And you know, folks, if you don't use our public transportation, they're going to they're gonna just put it away. They're well, just well gonna, uh, it's a bit of a cycle because people don't use transportation because the transportation system isn't good enough to use, depending on where you come from and where you're going. So I don't live that far from here. I can't use public transit to get here. Uh, so it, it's, you're right, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. And uh, the TTC, I mean, face it, it's, it's behind. And, and when people do use it, often they're packed like sardines. Right, Stuart? Uh, I, it's not my experience, but I, I, I certainly can sympathize when, you know, there are full streetcars and subways for sure. Okay, Paul, thank you for your call. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we, we uh, basically have to go. We're out of time. Stuart, I give you the last few seconds. What would you like to leave us with? Uh, well, again, I, you know, just going back to yesterday, I mean, we, you know, quite seriously look at it as a, as a learning experience and, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an inconvenience for people and, and we hope never to have that repeated.
Okay, Stuart Green, thank you so much for your time and for explaining that to us, and we also hope that doesn't happen again. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.